<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toycast. My name is Brian, and joining me, as always, on this trip down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, are you ready to talk some toys? Yes, I am. I'm. I'm excited. We've got you know some great things to talk about. I'm. I am pumped and ready to go. Absolutely. Tier one is ready. I love to hear it, man. Uh, this week, our main event is the WCW Vibrating Figures. I don't recall these ever actually having a name. Do you? I mean, like, it didn't. They weren't called Vibrating Figures, but that's the only way to identify what these things were. Right. It was an offshoot of their, you know, their LJN style figures, right? And uh, once it became a Epic fail, as the kids say today. They just pretend it's like got swept under the rug and never happened again. It's like this never happened. Don't talk about this. Yeah, and we'll we'll dive into it obviously pretty deep because that's like the first Crow Sting, first NWO Hogan in WCW is hugely hot, right? And I remember one of the things that I was going to bring up. The box, of course, has the opening in the bubble. Try me, and so. What does every kid do? They push that red button. Then you hear, uh. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking, like, that's that's kind of weird. And then did it again, uh. and I'm like, I remember thinking, and this is not an illogical thought for a young kid. I remember thinking, well, maybe if you get him out of the box, the vibrating, like it does an action, or like his arm goes up and down, or something. But it can't because he's in the bubble. And turns out that was not the case. They just vibrated. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, it was, you know, we'll never, uh, we'll never know why. We'll never know how. Um, but we can just chalk this up to uh, mid '90s craziness. And hey, let's make wrestling figures and go from there. And. You know, when you, when you throw a wet needle against the wall, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it sticks and crusts up and you go, Ugh! no, I'm kidding, I don't know, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a, uh, this is like a drop third strike in baseball, right? So it's not a hit, but if you get on base, you're okay with it. <laughs> right, it, it, it wasn't completely bad. Because of the debut of you know the NWO and Crow Sting, and it sure. had that excitement behind it. Yeah, you know what? That's a perfect analogy. It's a drop third strike where you got to run to first, and hopefully the catcher doesn't peg you. And while you're in fair territory, so that's great, great analogy. This is now we we now know how to rank action figures on. And if we say if this is a drop third strike. You know it's bad, but there's some redeeming qualities in here somewhere. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
We're going to get into our main event here in a little bit, but of course, we, we always start with uh, with kind of what's got us excited and then what we're finding on the pegs. But before we do that, it is an even-numbered episode this week. It's episode 26. So it is your turn for an icebreaker, Travis. Do you have something to break the ice? I do. Uh, ran into this uh, this week with, with the kids, and it reminded me of when I was a kid. Oh, nice. Uh, so when when you you know we've talked about it you that you that you would go grocery shopping with your mom when you were a kid and you know the cereal aisle had like very like a very small toy aisle of like gadgets and gizmos and some Hot Wheels or you know one off toys like a very small dollar store toy toys. Section. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also every grocery store i want to say every because there might be one or two that didn't they all had the vending machine section and in those vending machines you could get quarter toys like and sometimes it was bounce there were bouncy balls there were you could get gumballs you could you know, if you put two quarters in, you might be able to get that fake gold watch that you see or like a chrome necklace or a football helmet, NFL football helmet or a baseball helmet. Um, you know, and with that, my, this is where the question comes. You know, we, we talked about always wanting to get a toy. Um, you know, I remember superhero rings or like, a, you know, wrestling erasers and things. But did you were you a fan of vending machine toys? Did you have a favorite line that like, oh man, you know, because like my brother and I always wanted to get the football helmet, so it was like an ongoing thing during football season to try to get all the helmets or the Cincinnati Reds baseball helmet. So, do you have any memories of vending machine toys? A favorite vending machine style toy? Um, uh, did you get one that was horrible, like anything like that? Because it's just a little bit different type of toy. For sure. Uh, vending machine toys. Actually, Nate from Ring Skirts brought this up a while back. It's something we should discuss. So I'm kind of glad you, you kind of threw it at me. Um, dude, vending machine toys, that's the that's the go-to, right? Hey, can I have a quarter? Hey, can I have a quarter? I mean, <laughs> my niece and nephew, we go to this Mexican restaurant all the time. And anytime they're there with, with my dad, their grandpa – Hey, can we get quarters? Can we get quarters? Because they have to go to the machines to get this junk, right? Um, exactly. That's what it is. It's junk. Um, Temporary tattoos or a slime sticky hand. Dude, like... I loved temporary tattoos. That was actually where I was going. <laughs> like I was all about the temporary tattoos, and uh, those are so much fun. The football helmets were great. I actually remember having a uh, – Jeff Toon will enjoy this. I had a Buffalo Bills football helmet. And I put it on one man gang on the LJN because it kind of fit his big old head, you know. It, it I mean, was, that's a perfect linebacker. There yeah, you go. I mean, man. I thought that was kind of a fun thing. I mean, it, it didn't really make sense for him to wear it, but it's like, eh, eh, why not? Um, he was he was Bills Mafia before Bills Mafia was cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, bouncy balls are always a go to. I remember. I don't know what these things were, but it was like a it was like a half circle. And you would flip it over, and you put it on a table, and it would pop up real big. Yeah, the the it, like a popper. I think it's just called a popper. Yeah, like, those, but I, a snapper, um, a popper, a snap popper, or something. I remember my Walmart in the '90s actually had just pogs in those, 
And uh, oh wow, I remember very distinctly getting a pog out of one for a quarter, and it was all the Power Rangers lined up in like like a fighting pose. I was like, that's cool. Heck so yeah, a one-off pog. I remember the stickers. I remember, I mean, so much stuff. And of course, candy, right? Like you can get like a handful of Skittles, a handful of like runts, um, gumballs. Uh, man, there's so many of those quarter machines. Man, there's so much fun. Um, Did you have? And I, I, I know this was an East Coast thing, or at least an Ohio thing. But do you remember the vending machines? That I mean, it was still a quarter, but we had them in hills. But it was like a mother hen, and she plopped an egg down. Yes, I do like, remember that. And she would like, bark, 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 and it would make the noises, and she'd cluck at you, and then all of a sudden, like, she'd flap her wings, and then the egg came out. Absolutely, um, I remember that, yeah. Oh, or uh, the, remember the gumball machines that, like, there's actually a gumball machine at a local pizza place where you play pinball with the gumball. And, and We had a baseball machine once, like a baseball yeah. game where the the gumball would come out, and you had, like, a a bat as the pinball thing and you would had to hit the home run up the ramp to get your gumball. So this one, like if you, if you, once you lost, you just got your gumball, but I was like, that's, that's kind of fun. Like you play a little game, get your, get your gum afterwards. So it's like not a total loss. That's kind of cool. But there's one thing I do remember getting out of a machine. I actually got this in high school and I, I saw a kid playing with it and I was like, what is that? And it's a, it was a ball, but it was a puzzle. And you could take it apart, and it was like six pieces or so. And it was act, it was kind of like Rubik's Cube almost, like putting it together. And I remember being at, right. a, at a restaurant, and they had the machine there. Like, well, I'm going to get one of those. And, you know, it was just a quarter. But it was kind of a little fun thing to to kind of put together and figure out what it was. But, yeah, dude, quarter machines were were really fun back in the day. I mean, obviously, I don't – there's not a lot of it now where I'm like, ooh, that's awesome. But at the time, like as a kid, like I think – if you knew you couldn't talk your mom and dad into a new action figure, maybe you could talk them into a quarter, right? Yeah, well, and even, I think, even with the quarter machines, like, I remember th- there were dime and even nickel machines as well. Sure. So, like, I I, I do remember that. Like, I, uh, you know, I know it, it's your question, but I do want to share one memory because it's, it's one of the, like, one of the few memories that I have of my grandma, my grandma passed when I was three and a half, but we had this grocery store called Marsh. Um, we called it Marshes because, you know, in Ohio, you add an S to everything. You know, you're going to Myers, even though it's called Meyer, or you're going like, I don't know, it's just an Ohio thing. We yeah, have from S, Oklahoma. So. You don't have to get me, you don't have to get me started on accents. <laughs> Like, so we put an R in the middle of wash out here. So it's wash. <laughs> That's great. So, well, if you were in Ohio, maybe Southern Ohio, we'd have washes because, yeah. you know, we just had, we had the S to everything. But anyway, we had, uh, we, we had marsh or, you know, I said, I still call it marshes, but it's just at your local grocery store. Um, they also, um, in the late eighties, uh, had a video rental section with like eight wrestling videos. So nice. I always liked going there to check their eight same WrestleManias and SummerSlams. But 
I digress. But my grandma, when we would go grocery shopping with her, um, she was, uh, I was her first grandson and her first grandchild, but she would, when she'd pay for her groceries, she would get like a dollar in dimes or two dollars in quarters. I don't remember how much they were in like 82 or 83. Um, but what I remember is she always got me bouncy balls, but what she would do and she like, because it, it was, the, I laughed uncontrollably. That's why I still remember it, but she would put the dime in and I would spin it or the quarter, the, the coin, put the next one in. I would spin it. She would fill up the whole chute full of like 10 bouncy balls and then open it. And all these bouncy balls are just bouncing all around Marsh. And she, she, she would get them all. But like, I am just laughing hysterically as a two and three year old at my grandma because she like, it, I just, it was, it turned into a game. Like, you know, my grandma's gonna get all these bouncy balls and I'm going to point and laugh at her while they're bouncy balls everywhere. So <laughs> like, I guess I, I don't know why that, Oh, I mean, I do know why, cause it was hilarious. It was awesome, but that's my, my biggest memory of, uh, of vending machine toys. It's always cool to have those memories of, uh, of your grandparents and stuff. I know. I remember my grandpa, grandfather passed away in 2010 and, uh, he, you know, he was always the type like, you know, after a while we'll go to the toy store. And there was actually a in my in my hometown there was a Woolworth. I don't know if you've ever heard of that toy store. Yeah, uh, and it was I, not a not I, a big one, but it was like a small little toy store. And uh, but and it's weird because I was born in eighty five, so I remember this. So I'm thinking this is probably like eighty eight, eighty nine. And they had all the AWA figures there. So I don't know oh, if wow. this is like back stock, you know, because you don't know as a kid, like what this is. It just, but I remember getting a pretty good, sl- dude, I remember him buying me brand new, the, th- the Freebirds three pack. Wow. Um, that, I don't. That's you, awesome. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't, I don't know who they are at the time. It's just the wrestlers and, you know, he bought me the ring and all this cool stuff, but What's funny about that is that store Woolworth closed down, which funny that you mentioned the S cause I think he, my grandfather called it Woolworths, you know, like, <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, it's just crazy how that is. But, um, <clears throat> I remember when that store closed down, they put in a store called cheapo depot and cheapo depot, as you might not guess, did not have the best quality stuff. It was I'm, straight up a flea market garage sale, like just. I'm floored, floored right now. Yeah, it was absolute but junk. I, <laughs> but it's that weird thing in my mind where I'm like, we have to go there because maybe they'll have wrestlers, because that's where all the wrestlers had been, even though it's, you know, different store, and it's just junk. I remember being so, so disappointed. You know, it's like. Ugh. Because Woolworth is awesome, and it's again, it sucks you don't have more toy stores. That stuff I, yeah, I know. I, I know. I regaled and reminisced of Toys R Us last week, but you know, I really do miss 
toy stores and or pop up toy stores or you know something. So hopefully, just, yeah, it just something sucks. will come back soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, to kind of transition into uh, what has us excited, I'll start. Um, if anyone is not a listener of Fully Posable, I highly recommend you do listen to Fully Posable. It's one of my go-to favorite podcasts. Me and Travis were on there a few weeks ago. We discussed this, and of course, because of at time of recording, that one's for Nate at Ring Skirts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hoker. And Hoker, for sure. It's not 1 a.m. yet, Hoker. Don't be messaging us, okay? <laughs> but uh, right. um, Owen Hart is all elite, man. We we talked about it on Fully Posable, but we have to bring it up on here. How can we not bring it up? This news, I think, officially slapped everybody in the face in the best way possible. Um, that Owen Hart, Owen Hart's widow, Martha Hart, um, signed the with the Owen Hart Foundation as part of All Elite Wrestling to produce... Merchandise, including action figures, video games, um, and everything else. Like, monumental, I think, is almost too small of a word for how big this is and how much this means for the wrestling figure community and the toy community in general. This is huge, man. I agree. Uh, funny, you know, peek behind the curtain. Uh, the The news came out, was it Monday. Monday or Tuesday? Early this week. That sounds right. It, it, it was early this week, and, you know, Breaker works crazy hours, and, you know, he's going to bed when I'm waking up to get the kids ready for school, and, you know, we've got a little crossover hours, so, like, news breaks. Owen Hart is all elite, and I, I see it on Twitter, and I see it on my Facebook, I'm, and at first I'm like, all right, that's funny, because, you know, if you're a non-wrestling fan, like one of the cool internet memes right now is taking, you know, a picture and putting it, you know, such and such is all elite. You know, Hulk uh, Hogan is all elite. You know, Vince McMahon is all elite. It's all Paul elite. Beck is all elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So seeing Owen Hart is all elite, and I'm like, well, that's a first one. You just kind of disregard it. Like, okay, cool. Somebody, an Owen Hart fan. Well, then they had the press release. Holy crap. So text breaker. Hey man, have you seen this? I send him the link. And the next thing that I sent him, I said, I wonder what this has to do, what this is going to do about action figures. Because the press release talked about exclusive merchandise, shirts, an Owen Hart club or uh, tournament, the Owen Hart or the Owen Cup, and the video games. And then, it, like, it never really specifically said action figures. And I said, I wonder if we're going to hear you know, anything about action figures. And I, I kid you not, I no sooner hit send on the text message. And my next screenshot that I send him is Jeremy Padauer's Twitter. And he goes, Jazzwares is making the first Owen Hart figure in 20 some odd years. We blah, 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 blah. And I went, well, here's our answer. So, uh, I'm excited. I am, you know, I, I'm going to get it. I, we everybody knows that we're wrestling fans. I'm going to pick up a Owen figure. Um, I may pick up a couple. How can you one not buy keep, Owen? Right, right. One to keep men on card. One to open. Uh, you know what? And one to open. And depending on the outfit that he's in, start customizing with to whichever head that they have. And because you know, I do dabble in custom figures here and there and like it, it's just gonna be 
Scott Toon, a fully posable, has said we are in the golden era of wrestling figure collecting, and this is really the icing on the cake because this is his first figure in, gosh, um, well his last his last figure was that blue blazer uh, DTA Bone Cruncher, which was that came out the same year that he passed. So that that was what. 99 that would have been 98 and i know around that time we saw like yeah the they, they did that re, they did that new mold with him in the black heart singlet that i think they repainted that in the uh, danger singlet i know he yes. was in a two-pack with the rock in the danger singlet that might have been the last yeah, so, actual owen though yeah so that was you know it's been 21 20 some odd years so very long time uh I uh, can't wait. I, I know that uh, from talking to a bunch of other friends that they're excited as well. And, you know, it, it it's a good day to be a wrestling figure collector. It's This is huge. I mean, I, I think the thing that everyone's kind of just wondering, not I, I was almost going to say worried about, but that's not the right word. Maybe everybody's wondering is like, what's this going to like? What's this going to look like? Are we going to get the exact singlet that he wore at King of the Ring 94? Are we going to get the exact singlet he wore at WrestleMania 10? I kind of I, I wonder. I, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine there may be some issues with WWE as far as that stuff is concerned. I started thinking about this a little more, and if they can do any of the singlets, that would be awesome. But the ones that I think that they that they obviously cannot do is either of the Slammy Award winner, because the Slammy Award is a WWFE product, so we will never see Slammy Award winning or two-time Slammy Award winning. Yeah. Um, and then... Also, I, I heard WWE blocked King of Hearts. Right, and that, that was the other one that I was thinking, because of King of the Ring and King of Hearts, I I think that's going to be another one that... We will not uh, that that we will not see just due to that it has their property or their it, their proprietors of the designs that is on uh, on his uh, tights. So, right. um, like I said, you know, even if we just get multiple Owen Hart Foundation tights. I'm going to be okay with it. Um, there are plenty of customizers out there. Uh, there's a place called Curb Stomp Decals that do water slide decals of every, pretty much every Owen Hart singlet. Um, and now knowing that Unreal Owen is coming out, like there will be more. So uh, you know, if you have a specific Owen that you're looking for, reach out to fellow customizers, Jason Wolf does it mm-hmm. you know you're going to be able to get what you want you know in an official owen figure soon so uh i also kind I, of I'm wonder this I, I wonder if we might see some original designs because that's not out of the question right i mean is that historically accurate no but if someone came up with a really cool owen hart design and martha approved it i would be okay with that on a singlet right That'd be cool, yeah. Or if he had, like, 
if he had a design, you know, right before he passed, he had an OH that mm-hmm. was that he wore once, maybe twice, and you know, WWE can't copyright the letters O and the letter H, right. or Sesame Street wouldn't have letters and numbers of the day. You know, that we're <laughs> hey, sponsored. Don't the think Vince won't choke out the Cookie Monster. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he did uh, poor Huskus the pig. So yeah, he, he would. <laughs> he, he he Cookie Monster doesn't stand a chance. Does not stand a chance. But yeah, man, the Owen Hart um, news is huge. I'm super excited about that. I I can't wait. Um, that's great. Another thing I want to bring up to you. Um, this is something that doesn't really go with this topic, but I, I just wanted to bring this up. So. Uh, a guy on Twitter, a friend of the show, Jason, whose uh, Twitter handle is at JTW4Life, he uh, he sent us a message on the Twitter account about Z-Bots. He's like, would that be something you guys ever cover in the future? And I didn't know anything about Z-Bots. Now, I found the thing that a lot of people really enjoy about this show is sometimes us talking about stuff that they don't know about or they didn't remember. I know specifically... Battle Trolls has been brought up to me a few times, and people even talking about, like, cops. Um, and, and, you know, there's been others, but it's just like, oh, I didn't really know about that. That's really, really cool. And I think that's the fun thing about this, right? This is maybe, like, maybe you didn't buy cops, but you saw it when you were buying your He-Man figure. You know, maybe right. you didn't buy Battle Trolls, but you saw it when you are buying your Hasbro. So, we can't collect everything. That's kind of part of what we're all kind of facing right now, is everyone's kind of have to think about what's the important thing to buy and so on and so forth. But my, my point is I think that's cool. So if you have toy lines, send us, send it to us, let us know what you want us to cover. Um, you know, Dobro recommended WMAC masters that that's a fun one. I want to cover at some point. Um, Nate from ring has, has brought up food fighters, which has been a, a possible topic at, at points. I'm, in fact, you made I'm, a certain I'm, list on that one. I did. I've made Nate's <laughs> list and Nate, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Now, uh, you know, I'm going to play the heel here for a second, but, you know, know, the Million Dollar Man says everybody's got a price. So if you want to send some bribery to Breaker and I, I'm like, hey, why don't you throw this in to, you know, have Travis pick it and then send a bribe to me and be like, hey, rumor has it that uh, (laughs) Z-Box is going to be on here. Like, I'm not saying that that I can be bought, but I do have a PayPal account, friends and family preferred. So there's no ta- uh, fees, but, uh, yeah, cause you wouldn't want to have to tax your bribe money, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't, I, <laughs> PayPal doesn't need my bribe. Doesn't need their 7% of my bribe money. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. That's just ludicrous. Well, and honestly, I'd be okay address, if you just let us come over and play with your uh, war games or something like that. We make some yeah, side, I mean, side deals. <laughs> Exactly. Give us a give us the TV Toycast exclusive Zoom right uh, tour of your of your collection. Like you know, we, we can we're we're good people. We we can work some things out with you. Definitely, man. <laughs> but yeah, like like I was saying, like anyone out there, if you have ideas of stuff that maybe it's not on our radar, because let's be honest, we're, we're we are mostly going with stuff that we recall. But there's going to be some stuff that slips us that we didn't collect or don't remember. In fact, Drew Vinsel posted the other day, uh, the Austin powers figures. I forgot those existed. I knew about them, but I forgot about 
They were McFarlane, weren't they? I think so. They uh, were like a high-end exclusive. Of a, well, not exclusive, but yeah, like the, a high-end style figure, like a collectible. Yeah, they like the movie Maniacs. The, like the, they came in, I, gosh, I think they might have meant McFarlane figures. But there were also, like, there was the regular retail line, but then you could get, like, the... The Austin Powers in his boxers was only at like Hot Topic because you couldn't sell that at Toys R Us for obvious reasons. But, right. um, gosh, I remember that. And like I said, the movie Maniacs, the first time you saw, you know, Jason and Freddy and Jason X, that's another, you know, we're getting into spooky season. So, dude, yeah, those, absolutely. Uh, another good toy line. All that stuff is definitely fun to talk about. Um, but um, going back to um, to what I was saying, like if you have a toy line, throw it our way because we definitely like to talk about it. One more thing I want to bring up: this is um, this is a pretty cool signing. Um, zombie, zombie sailor for heels and faces. He's officially signed Roadkill. It didn't dawn on me until he released the video. This is Roadkill's first ever figure because he was supposed to be in the ECW line. We saw a prototype, but it never it never happened. This is awesome, man. I mean, I know Zombie's really going after a lot of that ECW guys, like a lot of the ECW crowd, and Roadkill's one of those that honestly wasn't on my radar, radar, but I'm like, I'm all about this. I have one thing and only one thing to say. Chickens! (laughs) I I loved if you ever played the ECW game on PlayStation, like, they'd be in the ring and they would all have a little saying. And his was always just different variations of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Doring would come out and, you know, he'd do his, uh, it was almost, it, it was very Road Warriors-esque, if you think about it. Doring would come out and, you know, well? great. Yeah, he'd do that. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. He would do the promo, but then he'd throw it over to, you know, tell him, tell him Roadkill and like, Roadkill would hype himself up, and he'd get breathing heavy and snotting and snorting. Then he'd just go, chickens! And that was it. <laughs> so, like, uh, I'm excited. I, I met these guys at my very last uh, ECW event. Uh, second to last, actually. It was uh, an ECW, uh, ECW hardcore TV and TNN taping down in... Cincinnati uh it was the episode you know I can't tell you to which episode it was on Peacock by number but if uh, you look up the hardcore tv where Tommy Dreamer and Masato Tanaka beat the impact players for the tag belts that is the I remember watching that because they uh, also you will see a young Travis Fowler in the crowd because they fought through the crowd. I was there with uh, Scott and Clint and awesome. I was up in the bleachers. So um, you will see a young Travis Fowler in the bleachers of ECW cause they were going crazy. But uh, in between hardcore TV and TNN, uh, they did an intermission and during roadkill and their valet at the time, Electra, were signing autographs and uh, went up and talked to him and, you know, tried to, you know, 
say hi and get a word out, but the only thing that uh, Mr. Roadkill said to me was chickens. So Fantastic. Um, Doran called me a mark. So it was a good, good ECW show. Do you think uh, Danny Doring's coming next? Because, I mean, how cool would that be? I don't think he's having a figure ever either. Oh, he has to. Like, the, with the mock Bret Hart, pink and black, and all that, like, you've got to get Danny Doring. And now I want Simon Diamond. I need a Simon Says figure. I, I think, and I don't, I don't know it, who, like, specifically if he's, like, Trying to, it seems to me like he's going after WWF guys that didn't get one, and ECW. That's with a few exceptions, maybe rolled in here and there. But that seems to be the route he's going. Maybe that's not the case, but that seems to be where he's going with it. But dude, I loved Danny Doring and Roadkill. There was something so funny about that to me of like this pompous, like you know, sleazy guy teaming up with an Amish dude. Like that's. That's just funny, and uh, it was like, I remember fantasy booking the next wave of ECW figures, and remember thinking like, Spike Dudley, Roadkill, Danny Doring, Masato Tanaka, and then maybe like, Angel and DeVito from the Baldies. Like, if we can get all those guys, like Simon Diamond would have been fun too, you know what I mean, like just... Oh yeah. Because we, we I got mean, yeah. a lot of ECW guys, but we didn't quite get everybody, and it would have been just so cool to get some more of those guys. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, it was, that was the, like, I don't want to call it the end, but that was also, like, the rebuilding after everybody, uh, when Todd Gordon and Paul Lee had their big falling out and everybody went to EC, or uh, WCW, and mm-hmm. they, were, they were short on talent. So, I mean, great. Time and you know I like I said I'm I'm excited and you know be on the lookout I bet we get a Doring announcement within the next week or so. Yeah, I, I think that would be really really cool. So uh, that kind of rounds out what I was saying. Do you have anything you're excited for that we haven't covered yet? Uh, I do. Uh, it's one thing we'll keep it short, but Neca dropped a huge bomb. And we are getting Gordon Shumway, everybody's favorite Planet Melmac. Uh, I don't even know what, like, res- liver? I don't know. Anyway, all that pomp and circus. We are getting a ultimate NECA ALF figure. Dude, this is... One of those things, like, ALF wasn't on my uh, 2021 calendar for a NECA figure, but I'm all about this. I am, too. I, uh, there, there was, a, there's a guy on Instagram that is, like, a 3D sculptor. It's like, his name's Riboloto or Ribloto, and he took an old Ewok, uh, Star Wars Black Ewok, and sculpted an ALF head that would go on it, and... Alf feet, and I, I almost bought the kit to have an Alf figure, but we are getting an Alf figure. Uh, it's going to come with multiple accessories. You've got their cat in a sandwich. You have his uh, trans, like his communicator box or transistor radio that he had in the garage. 
that he would try to call Melmac every night or at the end of every episode. Like, this is great. And this, you know, I remember watching ALF as a kid. I had the stuffed ALF, the ALF stuffed animal. Like, this is a 100% as soon as I see it, I'm buying it because you never realized how bad you needed an ALF action figure until you saw how great this ALF action figure looks. If this does well, do we see more ALF stuff? Possibly another TV show? <sighs> What's old is the I new, hope man? So. Like, G.I. Joe's huge. Motu's oh, huge. Like, speaking of what's old is new... Uh, that was the other thing that's got me excited and I, it's not really figure related. It could, but American gladiators is coming back. Yeah. And speaking of that, what's old is new again. This will make this will, somebody made a post about this on Twitter. You know, it's 2021. The American gladiators remake came out in 2002, 2003 it's been 18 years since the remake. No, the remake came there, out in like 07, 08. Did it? I yeah, it I, I know that. I know that for sure. And here's how I know that. Because if you remember, Hogan was actually going through his divorce at the time. In 2002, he would have been like wrestling the rock at WrestleMania. And also, oh, you're right. a big reason I know that is I was living in Missouri at the time when that hit. And I definitely called to try to be a contestant, and I was too tall. <laughs> Son of a well, still it's been eleven years since. It's been a while. Like, it's been a, it's been enough time to where it's like this needs to happen again. The thing about WWE, um, oh, and for those that don't know, WWE is going to um, help. They're involved. Make this. They're involved. Yes. I feel like sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, where you see AEW making all these strides and you're like, man, WWE's falling apart or falling behind. Not falling apart, falling behind. But sometimes everyone else is playing checkers and they're playing chess. And, you know, with chess, it's it's the long game is what I'm meaning there. And so I kind of wonder if they have some other aces up their sleeves that we don't know about where... They've always said, we're an entertainment company. We're not a wrestling company. And my my argument there is, like, I've never tuned into that show thinking, like, I want to see some groundbreaking drama. No, I want to watch wrestling. You know, like, that's why I'm watching right. it. And the same with AEW. So, you know, if WWE as a corporation is able to revive things like American Gladiators and make that a thing again, like, good on you. Like, is that necessarily, like wrestling no but i love american gladiators you do too that episode yeah. is hugely fun to talk about i don't know anyone in our generation that didn't love gladiators so very and smart decision. that's where where i'm hoping because wwe is involved and they are currently with uh mattel that uh we will see a new line of american gladiators figures of the new gladiators and you know, hopefully past Gladiators. Legends. We need Legends American Definitely. Gladiators figures. So, um, and like I said, because we'd covered it in the past, the announcement was made today, 
and uh, I, I thought that, you know, hopefully we're going to add that to the wish list of, of figures to come out soon as a new line of American Gladiators figures. Dude, I'm all about it. I think it would be great. And um, ALF, Gladiators, G.I. Joe, Motu, it's my jam, dude. It's what we grew up on. I'm all about it. Actually, really makes me want to rewatch ALF. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Man, I'm scared to watch it because I remember I haven't watched it either. But every time I have gone back to watch something, you're just like, "Oof, that was bad." Like that yeah. just doesn't. I, and not bad in a bad way, but it's like, like watching the old Turtles cartoon, right? Yeah, I uh, I walked into uh, our used uh, like our second time around store in Huber Heights and. Uh, they have, you know, DVDs and uh, action figures and, you know, just your typical second time around. They've got a couple TVs playing and they were playing um, A Different World, the spinoff of the Cosby show. Uh-huh. And I was in there to watch pretty much a whole episode because it's like 22 minutes, if that. And I just watched it going, I used to love this show. But boy, this is campy. Like 1989, 1990, like, oof. Just, and I don't want to say it's bad, but it's just. It doesn't age well. Exactly. We have matured in our television production so much that when you watch something, I. Boy, that wasn't near as good as I remember. So, well, dude, and I'll tell you this: I'll watch stuff from like the '90s, the late '90s, and I'm like, ugh, like this is, this is campy. And it's not that it's bad; it's just a lot has a lot has happened in that time. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I'm I feel the same way about like Boy Meets World and Full House and Family Matters. I grew up on those shows. But that doesn't mean they're going to hold up and be amazing like I remember as a kid. Just it's a different time. Right. Different time. Yeah. Different age. Like, it's crazy. So. All right. To make a little transition, we got to talk about what we are finding out there on the pegs. I will start. Uh, this is obviously not something I found on the pegs. but something I got in the mail. And, um, well, a couple things. Uh, first of all, I'll start with this. I got a little gift from you, Mr. Travis, and um, you you basically told me, hey, I, I found a Hasbro Macho Man. It's the Macho King version, but it, they did a, uh, a running change, or I think it was the next series, where they did a Macho Man. And so the back of his tights said Macho Man. Yes. Hasbro people series, know this. Series 3, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, but it's also one of those like- things, unless you see the back of the tights, it's hard to di- differentiate. Right, because yeah, because the regular will say Macho King, and everybody lost the crown yeah. and the scepter, so you didn't know. You know exactly. Yeah, and so I remember you, you saying you found that, and like, dude, it's a really good deal for what this is. I'm going to send this to you. I'm like, oh, thanks, man, because you know I was kind of recollecting the Hasbro's. You found it at a toy show that was really cool, and you sent it to me. Like, hey, here's your tracking. Let me know when it gets there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, no problem. And of course. uh you tell me like, oh, the box, the box should arrive today. And I'm like, awesome. So I'm getting off work. I go pick up the box on my front porch, and I'm like, my god, this is heavy. Like for a Hasbro, <laughs> it's, figure, a, it's a heavy it's box. It's a bigger box too. It's a bigger box too than what a Hasbro should go. Right. With. I'm like, eh, okay. Sometimes I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it, right? You have to ship something. There's a box laying around because we order so much crap. So it's like, 
Okay, that works. And uh, yeah, throw extra, extra, extra packing in it. Right, and so I open it up, pull out the macho, looks awesome. I'm like, oh, very cool. I'm like, there's more in here. So I open up a couple of big pieces, and first of all, there was also a book in there that I think was courtesy of good friend of the show, Drew Vinsel. Um, yes, sir. Which was awesome. It was kind of a training guide, which uh, Harley had a big hand in back in the day, which is really cool. Young Nigel McGinnis in there too, if I remember right. And Chad Collier, yeah. I think, is the other the other guy that uh, Nigel was wrestling. Uh, Very cool. They, uh, what's really cool about that book, and I'm not trying to sound sentimental, but what that's like the TV toy cast book of wrestling, and. Yeah. Because what happens is Harley did it, and you were trained by Harley, but all of that was photographed down here in Cincinnati with Les down in HWA. I was about to say that because I think Collier was an HWA guy. Yep. And so I remember seeing that and then seeing the Harley thing, and, you know, that is from the uh, the estate, the – the Vinsel estate and uh, sent that over as well. Cause you know, in case you ever forget how to wrestle, there's the book okay. and Harley taught you and it'll just be, you know, a quick, you know, how do I do a body slam again? And you can just <laughs> flip to the, to the body. It's just a quick reference guide. Exactly. Quick reference guide. Uh, but when I, when I opened up the box, I, I see this two big pieces that are heavy and I'm like, what is this? And so I opened it up and it's a pair of bread and blue and white boots that I recognized immediately open up the top piece. And, uh, I was right. It was a Harley race NWA style with the 10 pounds of gold Hasbro. But this was a little bit different. This was what in the industry has been referred to as a two up. If you're not familiar, uh, this was, I think was done by a lot of toy companies where they make the original, figures two times the size and that's used to paint the detail correct yes uh yeah they it's a way to show when they would go to their board meetings or panel meetings uh in front of a bunch of old people that can't see well that they just painted and made the figure bigger and it's like hey this is what it's going to look like we're going to shrink it down to half of this size and i think you know we even covered it with the ljn's the LJNs, when they were, those were originally two ups that right. stayed. They were supposed the to be the bendies. Size. That's what the the original line was going to be was the bendies. Yep. So yeah, it, it, it was a a two up, double the size of a regular Hasbro. Uh, it also had a custom uh, mutton chops uh, or bearded Harley race from our friend. Uh, Wars, uh, sculpted by Tom Veg, uh, that yes. was custom ordered and printed at giant size. Because love you, Harley, but man, he had a lot of hair and a big head. Yes, he did. Um, so I, I was blown away. I was just like, this is such a uniquely cool piece. Because um, two ups are really fun, right? Because it's like they were really kind of a big thing where people were going after them because they were they were almost like the size of those talking wrestlers from back in the day. Yes. And yeah. It's just uh, a, it's such a big piece. It's like whoa. And so to get that, I was I was I was pretty blown away. So of course, thank you for that and everything else. Um, it was such a it was such a really it's it's going to be a, like a cornerstone of my collection because it's like wow, that's a two. I mean, you can get a Harley race custom, but 
not many people are going to have a custom two up, and I'm 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 really excited to have that. Right, you know, it's my like I said it's my way of saying thanks to you. You've done you know a lot for the TV toy cast. You've done a lot for the community. I had the means to do it. You know, so I've got one of these new fangled futuristic 3D printers that you know do these crazy crazy things and. You know, had a little extra time, and it was just, you know, like I said, you've gone out of your way, and it, it just was, you know, my way of, of saying thanks. And, uh, you know, add that little little unique piece to the collection, because I know you are trying to get your Hasbros. And, you know, as far as I know, I think you're a, you're a one-of-one, like of yeah. a Harley race uh, two-up with uh, 10 pounds of gold. So yeah, it was it was it was it was a it's a great thing to have. It's one of those pieces like if there's a house fire, I'm gonna probably try to grab that. You know what I mean? And not that not to try to sound morbid, but it's like that's such a cool thing, you know. And and I and I've gotten more into customs this year than I ever have been with the chop shop and everything else. It's just it's amazing. And uh, and so anyway, I, that's, again, kind of like when Drew Vinsel sent me the Mattel Harley. It's like I can't really repay that because, I mean, I can, but that it's not the point. But I want to try to do nice things. Uh, but I, I was able to kind of do something I felt as though that kind of – it's not the same, but it kind of helped a little bit. I was at Target. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, haven't really seen a lot lately. Um, but I did find this, and so I, I, I found two of them, so I bought them both. And it was uh, – the Masters of the Universe Revelation, the Faker figure uh, hit. Um, it's a deluxe figure, so it's a little bit more on the expensive side, which we can get into that here in just a second. But I, I grabbed two of them. I'll let you know. Like, hey, man, I got you a Faker. You're like, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, nope, this one's on me. You've sent me a lot of cool stuff lately, so I'm going to send that. Your and I appreciate screen. that because I have yet to find him. And right. now you have saved me uh, from going and, and searching for Mr. Faker. So thank you, even though he's not here yet. But I, I now, I mean, not that you're saving me a walk down the aisle because I'm going to walk down that aisle anyway. Sure. But now I can look to the left and to the right and be more observant of my surroundings in <laughs> <laughs> Revelations aisle. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, it, don't get me wrong. This is a great figure. And I was going to add it to the collection. But I'm still like, I'm looking at it right now. And I'm like, okay, so you got... Basically, it's a He-Man figure. It's redecoed. You got two extra hands. You got the shield and the sword. That's exactly what the regular He-Man came with, and it was twenty dollars. Yes. Now I know figures have gone up like three bucks, right? But that's not the point. This was initially retailed at twenty nine ninety nine. Then there's an, a different uh, like chest piece, like a sh- like a armor piece, and two extra heads. You get a regular He-Man head, which actually, and I don't know if you know this. The eyes are red. I never knew that until I looked close. I did not. I, I haven't had a chance to. I mean, I've seen some of the production pictures, but I, I haven't had a chance to see the figure yeah. in hand yet. So it, the head has like the half robot face uh, with the blonde hair, and both the eyes are red. That's the one that's on the figure. Then you got a full. So, like head. a battle damaged. Yeah, then you got thing. the full metallic, like Terminator style head. And then you have the regular okay. head, but the eyes are red. So it's actually a little bit different than the regular He-Man. So I'm like, okay, that's good. But is that worth the extra $10? Now, here's the thing. You're talking to a guy that just bought two of them today. So, like, 
<laughs> I get I get that this I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but I I look at this as a bit of a, cra- a cash grab, right? I mean, do you not agree? Uh yeah, I I I do because I feel like the the they're looking at this going Mattel's going, "All right, guys, we have to have a what's our next deluxe figure?" Yeah. Uh uh, they're hitting all the price well, points, and I get it. Right, yeah, it's, and they are. They're like, well, Scareglow is going to be the exclusive because we're going to make Scareglow. Uh, uh, well, we need to get Faker out. Okay, let's do that. All right, throw a couple extra heads on it. Like, I just feel like it was more of a yeah placeholder and a way to because the first one was Skelegod, and he's bigger and more detailed. So it was, and I got that because you know, he's a much bigger figure, right? Or battle like cat. You said this, yeah, that battle cat's huge, right? And so um, I, I get that, but it's like, is this worth thirty or thirty-two or thirty-three, whatever it was? I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. I will have a book report here in a week or so, and I will let you guys know if, if I think it is. I, you know, it's they get the completest, and they know that that you're going to get it and yeah. you, you know, and there, there aren't going to be very many figures in this line. Uh, at least I don't think they keep announcing more, but like, but I think they're, they're, they're moving away from like revelation and they're going to do other toys in the Masterverse, So probably the same scale, but like different versions, which is, which is fun. I think it's a cool idea. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Give us, more giant He-Man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. Um, I'll kind of transfer off of He-Man for just a minute, and I will say another thing I found that I thought about, and this is where – this is a thing I, I texted you before we started recording because I was like, this was kind of an interesting thought. I also found the 1966 Batman figures of the Joker, Batman, and Robin. You had seen them all before. In fact, we posted them on our social media. They're $18. They look good. Your your reaction your response to me was these are not worth eighteen dollars. Yes, and that that was early early in the week. I had seen yes all three of them, like you said, and they look good. Yes, and and, and you're like, man, I, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. And I think, I, yeah, like you said, my next response was, I don't think they're worth eighteen bucks. Good figures, but yes, they they they're priced out. And what's funny about that is this is the challenge of toy collecting. If I didn't see Faker, would I have bought one or all of them? Possibly. But I did see Faker, and I saw two of them. So I didn't. Now, here's the – and that's what I'm seeing. Like, we can't – I mean, I can't go to to Target and spend 600 bucks as much as I would probably want to, right? I mean, we have to work – Within our means on what we buy. Now, here's the the tricky thing about toy collecting. What if I go back in next week and I see 16 fakers on the pegs? Because, let's be honest, that can happen. Yep. But then Batman's nowhere to be found. Um, I, I feel like what will happen with this line, because it's kind of happening with me on that Marvel 3 and 3 quarter line, FOMO will kick in. And all of a sudden I'll start seeing more and I'm like, I kind of want these now. Well, oh. that Marvel line's already four waves deep. Yes. 
I was looking at him today and I'm like, man, this freaking, um, who was it? I, it wasn't black costume Spider-Man that I saw, but I picked up a few. U- what USA, that U.S. agent looks amazing. Yeah, that one's really cool. And that one's kind of a, a deep cut, right? It's a little bit of a different yes. character, which is awesome. Um, there was a U.S. agent, Stealth Iron Man, yeah. Storm, Black um, Spider-Man. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. And the sixth figure that Loki. I can't think of, right? That's it, Loki, yes. Yeah, and I was looking at him all today. That's why it's, it's fresh in my mind. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, the card art's amazing. The trading card is such a fun touch. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's like that that give and take. And my thought is, like, okay, so right now it's just Batman, Robin, and a Joker. But guess what? I In a few months we'll probably see Riddler, Penguin, Mr. Freeze. You know, you, know, you kind of go down the list. King Tut, Commissioner Gordon, Alfred, Catwoman, yep. Batgirl. Etc. Etc. And I mean, like, if they start doing like Bookworm and you know all these goofy one-off villains that they had, False Face and stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret not getting these. So, I, I the jury's still out. Are they worth eighteen dollars? No. But like I said to you, these figures aren't worth what we're spending. It is what it is, right? It's just we want to collect, so we we cough up the dough. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I love Batman sixty six. Uh, that was my Batman growing up. You know, I, I think I've said it on here before. I I don't see Batman as a solo guy. Batman is a tag team wrestler with Robin. Like sure. they're a tag team. Like there's Batman and Robin, and that's because of Batman sixty six. And you know. Uh, there's also a Batmobile that's coming out with it. It's and just a, not and a Batcave. Ooh, I hadn't. I didn't know about the Batcave, so I, I, I definitely want to see that. Um, but it, it's just you. Know, we've talked about it a hundred times. If these were twelve bucks, yeah. You know what? I I'd probably be closer to buying them. Um, are these going to sit? And do they get clearance down to twelve bucks? And I get them. I might be willing to take that gamble because I'm not going to buy them at eighteen dollars. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, they're not a Target exclusive and they show up at Walmart because you know Walmart for some reason we've never really talked about it. Always had not always. I, I, I'm just using that word, but. Tends to be a dollar or two cheaper sometimes. Like, you sure. know, their elites are like fifteen ninety seven, and now eighteen ninety seven instead of right. targets twenty two ninety seven. So, like, so if they show up and they're and they're fourteen, maybe you're like, okay. If they show up at fourteen dollars, and I strike out of everything else. But there's a there's a Batman and Robin up there. I'm probably walking out with Batman and Robin just because right. there, like I said, there's nothing else that I want to buy it. But this, you know, twenty bucks in my pocket, it's got to go somewhere. Well, and that, it's and that's not my the, gas tank. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, had I not found Faker, I was looking at those, and I, I picked up the Joker, and I was like, man, that is a good looking figure. But again, I found Faker, and I'm like, well, I'm not buying these two and that. So 
I want to get this because I know I know I I need this. I know you want this. And you know, my thought too is like I text you as soon as I picked it up, like, hey, I found two fakers, I'm picking you one up. I didn't hear back from you right away, but I thought, okay, for some reason if you found that today and just hadn't told me yet, I can just go return it and get my money back. So or I, find I, someone I, online because I'm sure someone online is like, dude, I will absolutely PayPal you right now. You know what I mean? So yeah, because that's a very early find. I, I don't know anybody or seen anybody that's found it. And uh, yeah, you know, I apologize for not responding. We may have had a late, late, late recording session last night. And I... oh, and it's, it's, I'm not <laughs> saying it like that. I, I wasn't worried about it. I was just, you know. I know, I, I was like I wasn't because I've had people do that to me before too, where they're like, "Hey, I picked you up something," and it's like, "Oh, don't buy that. I already have it." Because I, I don't want to put people out, but I wasn't. Right. I wasn't worried about but it. it. I also so knew if I set the... this down, it may not be here tomorrow. Exactly, because somebody's going to come in and go, "There's Faker. I need it." That's how a lot of this Motu stuff is working, or that I've. That's my observation is Motu immediately flies off the shelf and you can't find it for a month or two, but then all of a sudden, like, it's all there. And you see it again and again. Like, those first Revelations figures, they hit hard and heavy, and then we couldn't find them, and now they're kind of, you know, they're not warming the pegs, but they're there. They had all four of them at Target. My target had all five. There was even two Skelegods. Well, so, that, they still had the Faces of Evil two pack. I mean, how oh hard was gosh. that thing? People were searching for, you know. So people were paying three hundred dollars for that. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing about collecting. If you don't get it, it's hard to understand. <laughs> but that's when I saw this, I was like, this. I mean, do you not agree? Like, if you were going to buy one or the other, Faker was the way to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he's going to be. I, I have a few McFarland Toys, which is who makes the '66 Batman. Mm-hmm. They 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 we talked about it before. They are steadily sending out product. We you always see McFarland DC toys on the shelf. So and, and I don't got, feel like those move as fast. And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I've never felt like. So, like, at one point, I, I got out of collecting those just because I was like, I can't do all these lines. But I really wanted that heavy metal Batman with the guitar. Yes. And I, I've seen that, like, five or six times. Never bought it because I was like, I'm not collecting those anymore. But it was one of those things, like, I didn't – it wasn't a big deal because I'm like, I've seen it. You know what I mean? So, again, Masters of the Universe Revelation, I remember hitting – we've talked about it on here. I hit, like, five Walmarts trying to find Moss Man, and I just saw one at Target. So – Right. Granted, that was what a month and a half ago, or however long it's been. Like it was enough time to make. It's July fourth, right? Right around beginning of July. Of yeah. June. So like, it's even longer. It's been a while. So it's enough time to make you nervous because you're like, oh god, I'm not finding this, you know. And then you start searching eBay. But again, sometimes patience does pay off. But you know, you don't want to be the guy that missed out on something either. Exactly. Uh, one more last thing that I that I got uh, in the mail from Mattel Creations. I got the uh, uh, SDCC exclusive Scare Glow, and it is phenomenal. Travis, I believe you got this in as well. I did. A uh, big fan of it. Uh, it it looks great. They they did. You know, we talked about it. They did a flip 
of it compared to every other scare glow where, you know, it was a translucent glow in the dark body with black highlights. Whereas this is a black body with kind of like white or even like a, a, a glow in the dark green, like highlights for the body. Uh, my favorite part is the two-part sword that he comes with. Like, that is amazing. So, um, in the packaging is the, like, the, the spell book where, you know, all of the, the spells of Grayskull and the magic is. So, oh, yeah. um, it's an amazing great, exclusive. great figure. Yeah, I, I was, I was glad I ordered it. I know, um, I kind of was, I, honestly, I was a little hesitant because I was like, they'll put Scareglow in the regular line, uh, you know what I mean, like that. Uh, and they are, and they right, but it'll be a different version. So I'm glad I got this. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add, man? Um, I kind of talked about everything I've found so far, but anything uh, that you want to talk about before we uh, head over to the main event? Um. I found a lot of the same stuff. If you're following us on Instagram or Facebook, you know, you're, we're, we're both posting pictures of things we found, uh, found some turbo man this week. Uh, um, turbo man found, uh, AEW series five and six. Um, you also, um, you, you posted the full wave of the new, Marvel three and three quarter line. I touched on that earlier. Are you collect? Is yes. this is this a line like you're into? Like, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm I'm doing pick and choose. Yeah, uh, like I have Spider Man, like Black Costume Spider Man's must, right? Oh yeah, I bought that. I I, I did get that one because. You know, everybody knows my love for Spider-Man and the card art on that. It's and, just yeah, and I know you brought up beautiful. U.S. Agent, which is a fun one. I feel like if I were collecting this line, which I, I feel like I can't quite dive into that one, I just don't have the extra funds. But black costume Spider-Man would be a must. I feel like U.S. Agent's a must. I feel like I could pass on Stealth Armor Iron Man. Um, I like that low key. I've never been a Silver Surfer fan, but I really like that low key. Yeah, they're. They're just cool enough and right there at that right price point. $10, where, man. Yeah. Like, you know what? Our, it, it, broken record moment. Mm-hmm. You've got that money burning in your pocket and you see it and you're like, I need that Black Spider-Man. And guess what? He's only 10 bucks, So I'm going to get a Mountain Dew and some Reese's pumpkins on the way out because I've got that extra money right now. Well, that's the thing is like I could have bought that entire wave for what I bought the fakers for. So if you're in, if you're not, I know some people probably listen that don't collect like we do. That's kind of a safe collection to get into because it's six figures per wave, ten dollars. You you can get a whole wave for sixty bucks. That's not undoable. And these are really really cool. They're retro. They're not as articulated, but amazing card art. The trading card cutout on the back is fantastic. That and team. they're in multiple places. Like you got Walmart, Target, yep. GameStop has them. If you have a Think Geek, which is essentially GameStop, you'll be able to get them there. So I have a, a toy shop in town called Vintage Stock that also sells them. They're a little bit more expensive, but sometimes the good thing about that store is you can find stuff that you're not finding in Walmart. So right. So yeah, definitely check them out. Um, I think they're great. Like I said, I've got 
a handful of them of, you know, my favorites here and there. Um, and they just got, they have that vintage toy look. So, you know, go check them out. Awesome, man. Anything else you want to add before we dive into our main event here? No, I I think, uh, I think we've got it covered. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, to, I'm shaking with excitement to get into the main event. Are you having some good vibrations? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dig <laughs> it. All right, let's uh, let's head over to our main event. Hard. And get ready for the Major League of Professional Wrestling. WCW Monday Nitro comes to Turner Network Television Monday, September 4th. All right, Travis, we are back here. It is main event time. The WCW Vibrating Wrestling Figures from Old San Francisco Toy Makers, or OSFTM, as we oftentimes refer to it. Um,. So this this line is coming off of the LJN style. We'll touch on those, uh, you know, in depth down the road. But I actually like these. You know, we saw a couple of waves of these, some tag teams as well, and a ring and the whole deal. Uh, these were not the best, but they were the LJN style, kind of like the hard rubber. Uh, but then they switched to the vibrating, and, and we'll dive into that into a second, real quick. On the LJN style, what did you think of those? The the WCW ones? Yes. I liked them, uh, but only as really like statues and display pieces. Because if if you actually played with them, you could not get any of the scuffs off of them at all. Impossible. Don't even try. Um, The sculpts were very hit or miss with me. Like the Hogan was too skinny. Yep, but he had a fat head. Um, Sting was—I thought Sting was like really short. Yeah, uh, but Craig the Pitbull Pitman was awesome. Um, Alex Wright, awesome. I think I was loved, there Alex Wright. I loved Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat was awesome. Uh, the Nasties were awesome because they had, like, I think if I recall, there were like. The yellow nasty boys, like they had their, they gave them something other than the traditional. I mean, you still, we still got the traditional black t shirt nasty boys, but. We saw a lot of repaints with that line, too. Yes. It was Repaint City, but Harlem Heat was really good. The Macho Man was not my favorite because he was like, he felt kind of small and skinny, too. Um, but overall, like, I think it's, it's also one of those things. It's kind of like BCAs. We had action figures, so we were happy. Were they the ones we absolutely wanted no but we were happy that we got something on the pegs again yeah and whenever they would make a a, a repaint of the next series would be all repaints they'd throw out one new one like the giant yeah would just start showing up and you're like oh my gosh there's the giant but it's like i remember harlem heat initially was in black but i'm pretty sure they repainted him in purple and in blue um yes so yeah we saw we saw multiple ones but um but yeah, I mean, they, these were fun. Were they a home run? No, but they were fun. But then these hit, the WCW vibrating figures. So these were not rubber. These were more of a hard plastic. There was eight figures in the wave. 
Um, before we dive into the individual figures, what were your thoughts? Do you have any early memories of finding these? Yes, uh, I have exact memories of finding these. And it's weird that like I, I uh, talked to my brother because we were together when we found this. We were at Dayton Mall. Uh, don't know why we were at the Dayton Mall, but that's where the mall was. Uh, we went into KB Toys because that's what you do. You know, you go to KB Toys, you go to B. Dalton Bookstores, and you go to the arcade. Like, and yeah, you got the your video stops. game store. Yeah, exactly. You got your stops. Jonathan and I went in, uh, and you know, this is this will be a reoccurring story because this is what this is this always happened. But well, not always, but this happened a lot. So uh, Jonathan and I are in there, and of course we get in there before Mom does because you know Mom's like, go ahead, go down, and you know I'll just I'll meet you there in a couple minutes while you guys look that way. You know, she's not stuck in KB Toys while her sons are looking at toys and action figures. So we go in, we go down the action figure aisle, and we see these new WCW figures. And this is, like, the height. The NWO is starting. Uh, Crow Sting, I think we've literally just had Starcade. Like, we are at the height of Nitro parties and WCW and these figures come out. And I remember seeing Hollywood Hogan with the big gold belt. There was Nash, Hall. Uh, Jonathan was a huge Sting fan where I was in WCW, where I was, you know, the NWO. And... We just looked at each other and go, we have to have these. So mom shows up. Um, I, I have to have the NWO because, I mean, it's Paul Nash and Hogan. Like, the NWO is the only way to go, brother. <laughs> I did. I had to. Had to have them. I get it. And Jonathan, because I got three, Jonathan needed three. So he got... Sting, because he loved Sting, loved like loved Surfer Sting, loved Crow Sting, like Sting was his favorite wrestler, and then he got Luger and the Giant. Uh, so all we were missing was Macho Man, because we in or we would have had our Bash at the Beach main event, and they they vibrated. So because same thing, like you talked about, we saw this like try here, push button here, and like yeah. Under their, like, in their rib cage or their waist was this obnoxious red button, and you pushed it, and it just went. <laughs> it's almost and, like you're expecting something else, right? Well, I thought it was a voice thing at first. It, like, Which would have made more sense. You know, is yeah, Hogan's going to go, doesn't work for me, brother. Or not kidding, like this is know, where the NWO, power lies, brah. Right, like NWO for life, or you know, the outsiders are too, too sweet. Sweet, just something, and they vibrated. And, and insert any joke because honestly, this line just reeks of horrible jokes gone wrong but 
we got them. We were excited. We opened them up, and I can only imagine what my mom was thinking by hearing her two sons playing with vibrating toys in the back seat. So yeah. uh, we loved them uh, only because a lot of first time in the lines. The first Hall and Nash WCW figures. Right. The first NWO figures. Uh, the big gold belt uh, was the best part of this series. It was the most detailed big gold that they had done. It was. It had the uh, spray paint too on it, right? It did not. You, uh, I, I did. I took a sharpie and did it myself. But, uh, or at least mine didn't. It may have been a running change, but I know I did. I did have to make my own NWO modification with a Sharpie. Um, and you know, like I said, he got giant. So giant and Nash wrestled each other. The two big men, uh, Hogan and sting wrestled all the time. And then, you know, our opening card was always Scott Hall and, uh, Lex Luger. So, We'll go through the card real, or the uh, the lineup for this real quick. Um, of course, you mentioned Hollywood Hogan. Now, this is significant. You said first NWO figure. This is the first bad guy Hogan figure, I think, ever, right? I didn't even think of it that way, but yeah. Um, comes with the uh, WCW title. Um, I mean, just it's Hogan, right? I mean, he's had plenty of figures, but this is like a because he had that whole new career resurgence with Hollywood Hogan, which was awesome. Yes. Uh, had the I, sunglasses. Yeah, the do rag. I feel like his run was so kind of underappreciated by a lot of people at the time. We didn't realize how cool this was. You know, I I think looking back on it, it's right. like wow, this is a, this was amazing stuff. And yes. then of course, uh, Scott Hall, uh, his first ever Scott Hall figure because we've had Razor Ramon, but the first ever Scott Hall figure. Um, in fact, this actually was probably not too far after the uh, Jack's Razor Ramon. It's it was definitely was within the year. I would say twelve calendar months. Yep, and he's in his classic, uh, you know, red and black blood dripping gear, which I always heard. I guess that was his reasoning. Is like, ah, I used to wear the razors, but the razors cut through, and now it's blood. And I'm like, ah, okay, that's kind of fun. Huh. And then uh, makes then makes course, sense. Yeah, we get Kevin Nash. Classic singlet with the long leather pants, the NWO kind of in black. Uh, again, pretty much a classic Kevin Nash. Uh, then the Giant, uh, not much detail there. One strap singlet with the long hair, big man. Obviously, the Giant was a huge star at the time with WCW. Um, Lex Luger was another one that was like I was a huge Lex Luger fan. This one made perfect sense. This is like the total package, Lex Luger. Right, right. Which on, you know, we hadn't had that in a while, right? And I think this was right. I think he might have had a uh, LJN style, like, but I don't remember for sure if he did or not. So we'll it was very late in the run. It was like yeah, it was like a late edition, right? It wasn't really a part of a series. Yeah, it's very expensive to get because he's doing the double double bicep. Yeah, uh, but he's also. I don't want to say freakishly small, but he's like very thin waisted and shorter because he's got his arms up hitting that double bicep. So like they can only make the figure within 
because his hands are above his head. Right. His hands are as tall as a a normal figure, and for some reason that that Luger is expensive on well, on the I secondary were, market. We say the first NWO figures. That's kind of not accurate. Because on the LJN style, they actually did a Hogan and Savage NWO two pack, but those. But were, did those come out before this? I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. They were repaints. Um, but it's I think hard they, to say because yeah. WCW because this was these were out, these were a mess. Like, they were all over the place, and I remember like the Hogan was a repaint, one hundred percent. So was Savage, and Luger came out around that time. So I think these were just kind of like late additions that they added, but nothing spectacular. But yeah, the Lex Luger and the vibrating figure was total package. Then we got two that were kind of oddballs. I felt like we got Chris Benoit, which you know we're not. I'm not trying to you know dig up the controversy there, but it just he that seemed like a weird one since none of the other horsemen were in the line. I was like, right. oh, okay. And then we got the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, which, like you mentioned, they were in a feud. They were. So I get that. But it just seemed like, huh, Macho Man would have been a much easier choice. Why not Macho and Flair? Yeah, I felt like that would have been more of your heavy hitters. And that maybe they were saving them for Wave 2 of this. Who knows? But then the last yeah. figure of the Wave uh, is, I think, probably everyone's favorite of the Wave. And that was Sting. It was the first ever Crow Sting. He's in the bodysuit. And he came with a baseball bat, which was a really nice touch. The hair was still kind of on the short look, but I think his hair was still kind of short at that time. So it wasn't really out of character. Um, that's the that's the whole series in itself. These were a huge, huge miss um, on every level. The playability was awful. The uh, the scuffing you mentioned on the LJNs, they were really bad on these two. Um, yeah, because these were a these were a like a hard shell that were screwed together instead of a hard rubber mold because right. they had to fit that motor in their belly to vibrate. So these were like two, two halves screwed together in a, like a hard shell. So like they were, they were different, but they were just, yeah, they, they bad. I don't even know why I'm trying to justify it and yeah. say, Hey, this is what, but it, it was, it was a hit and a miss, hit the, or swing and a miss, and huge swing and a miss. It, it's sad that the first in you know I, if I I were I saw these before that two pack, so that to me the first NWO figures were horrible. Well, and what's funny is shortly after this, probably around ninety seven, they kind of rebranded the line again. And we got new WCW figures, but these were like a mechanism, kind of like the Hasbro style, but they were taller. Yes. And that's where we actually saw the first DDP, the first Raven, uh, a few others. So, like, it was... Ray like, Mysterio. Yeah, Goldberg, um, Big Papa Pump, Buff Bagwell. Actually, also the first WCW Brett was in that line. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so... Like those were better, but they still weren't great. Like they, they just really weren't. These never just really ever hit. I didn't feel like OFSTM just never really quite hit like they should have. So, unfortunately, that was uh, that was this line. Do you have anything else you can say about this line? I mean, it is just kind of what it is, right? 
on a year that's it like it it's there it hit it was a failure they then went to like you said their next thing which was a failure and i think that they had a, a three strike mm-hmm. uh, technically a four because like you said they had those mechanisms guys that were shorter than these ljn wannabes but then they even had a micro series line that were Hasbro size. That's do you remember right. Because they had like the Steiners. Yeah, I do remember those. Yes, the Stein, uh, Mister Perfect. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I just think that uh, due to the popularity and how fast WCW was growing, that they they just said you know peace and chicken grease like you've you've had more than ample opportunity to make a quality product and this is what you're bringing to the table no thanks and they moved on so real quick i, I will touch on this cuz these guys were very heavily highlighted in the toys that made us uh we we um jewish lightning he passed away and he was a pretty entertaining part of the toys that made us a couple of years ago and i know he was very instrumental in this line um, one of the things that got me is one of the guys on there talked about them losing the license to Toy Biz. And I remember they said, why? We're doing a good job. I remember thinking, like, no, you're no. not. I, I mean, and, and they no, made me that from, like, a financial perspective. Because these things were probably selling because wrestling was hot. But these were not good. Right. So. we I, they, they they were bought because they were in W. They, yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Ross, or I I think Jim Ross or somebody said, like, you know, you throw an Austin 316 logo or a DX logo on it, you're going to sell it. And guess what? They did. You threw an NWO logo on something, you sold it. Like it, That's just how the market was at the time. Exactly. And that's, I think, what was so, so interesting about this. Travis, that leads us to this part, which is my absolute favorite part of the show. It is time to pick our next main event. You have two remaining categories. Are you ready for your choices? I'm ready. Bring it on. All right. So choice number one, wrestling. Choice number two, current day. So to kind of remind everyone, our first category was McDonald's, which you chose the uh, Disney uh, masterpiece collection. Second choice was uh, animation, which I believe you chose Spider-Man, the animated series. That was last week. And then this week was weird wrestling, which were just kind of obscure wrestling toy lines. And you chose the WCW vibrating figures. You have two choices remaining wrestling current day. What's it going to be? People want to know. Was the first one again? Sorry, you threw me off when you when you went over everything that we've we've gone over. I, I lost track. Sorry. We have wrestling or current day. We just covered wrestling, mm-hmm. so current day. Current day. Your three choices are. You'll, you'll laugh at this. Choice number one: AEW Unrivaled Series One. I think you just swerved me, bro. Choice number two, <laughs> He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Masterverse, Series 1. Choice number three, G.I. Joe Classified, Series 1. Now, I specifically chose these. When I say current day, one of the lines I actually had initially was, uh, 
Retro Mattel, but that's technically, I mean, I know it's coming back, but it's not technically current because it's not happening. So I specifically chose three lines that I know we are into that are still currently being produced. So those are your choices. AEW Unrivaled, Masterverse, or G.I. Joe Classified. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to talk about, and I'm not even going to li- like go through my eliminations. I'm going right to it. I want to talk about G.I. Joe Classified. So no AEW's going, no Masterverse is going. It's right to G.I. Joe Classified. Oh yeah, they. I've, I I'm a big fan of the Classified line. So this, I mean, we'll obviously dive into this, but this was like really perfect storm because everyone I think was like clamoring for for G.I. Joe to return and um, and for them to bring it back in a six inch scale similar to Marvel Legends to say this was a home run would be a gross understatement oh yeah and they're and, still I mean they're still hugely popular right now obviously uh, yeah you, you barely see them on the shelves if at all yeah and so Doing current day, I was kind of like, Ugh, is that – we're a nostalgia-based podcast, but I feel like venturing off every now and then is okay. So, um, I'm, dude, I'm super stoked to talk about G.I. Joe Classified. This was a line where it wasn't like, ooh, I, I kind of want to see those, or yeah, I kind of want to collect them. It's like, I have to have these. These are fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can agree. I think when we all saw Destro, that's when we were like, yep, getting them all. Oh, yeah. It, they – then, the, like, you'd see your first couple exclusives come out. Yep. And you're like, like, it, it, it just, it, they've, you know, they have done a great job at, you know, releasing these. And, you know, even though we talk about, you know, they're, they're hard to find on the shelves, you know, they have done a great job at re-releasing a lot of the hard exclusive multiple times. Um, you know, we've talked about yeah the, the, the Viper situation where it comes up, it comes up and like, so they're doing what they can to get this out there to everybody. So, uh, yeah, that agree. just shows how popular, uh, this line is. It's going to be a really fun one to dive into because, um, yeah, it's, it's great. And I, you know, I looked at those today when I found Faker and, you know, Flint, Lady J, and some Cobra Commanders. Like, I mean, it's still you're still not seeing like the, the pegs aren't flooded. These things are moving. People are loving them, so I I, I dig it. I'm I'm all about it. Um, I plan to get a, a ton of these. I just absolutely love them. So I'm I'm excited to dive into that. Of course, we got some shout outs as well. Some people we like to talk about. I'm going to start with our buddies over there doing the favor, Eric and Barry. Great show. We love those guys. Um, make sure to check out their show and check out their t-shirt store at uh, whatamaneuver.net as well. Um, also, too, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. My buddy Richard and his friend Matt, they they talk horror movies. Amazing. I love it. That way I don't have to watch them myself and I can hear these guys talk about them. It's great stuff. Um, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric is a go-to for me. Love retro wrestling. They, they they bring it. I love it. It's such a fun show. And they also have a t-shirt store and what a maneuver. Uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Our buddy Tim over there is another really great podcast. I highly recommend. And then finally, I want to round it out with uh, Jason Wolf. Um, Howlin' with the Wolf is a go-to. Love the chop shop. I wish we could talk about stuff he's got coming because it's 
unbelievable. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. Like some of the stuff he's putting together right now is just like mind blowingly amazing. So I'm, I'm really looking yes. forward to that. Um, I love what he's doing there. His, his show is fun and it's not like what you would think. I, I know people might think it's a wrestling podcast. It's really not. It's, it's kind of just his own like views on certain topics. It's great stuff. Yes, he is a, he, he has an opinion. Uh, he speaks, you know, he speaks from the heart, from the chest and you know what, like he's, he, he has a great podcast, uh, and you know, we, we talk, we talk about the chop shop and, you know, give it going reviews. So, uh, you know, he's, we use him for art. You should too. He, he does all kinds of, of great things. So, you know, check him out. Definitely. And, uh, real quick, before I get into the, the rest of the shout outs, I want to, you know, uh, do a shout out to, uh, some of the listeners that, you know, that are, you know, that, that reach out and, you know, check up on us and talk to us and, send us text messages at one thirty in the morning and then t- t- turn off their notifications. So we can't text message them back at six in the morning. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to shout out to, uh, you know, first, uh, my brother, Jonathan, he's yep. a- an avid listener. You know, we, there are times we're talking on the phone or texting. I'm like, Oh, here's this, here's this. And, you know, I get his play by play. So shout out to him. I want to shout out to Steve Hoker, uh, great, great friend of the show. He, uh, you know, it's funny. He goes, well, th- this past week he said, well, the show released at 2 o'clock in the morning, so I'm running a little behind. And, you know, 2 o'clock is an hour after his normal 1 o'clock, you know, text <laughs> message. Right. So, um, but shout out to him. Also, uh, shout out to Dobro. Dobro, you know, is a loyal listener. And uh, also, Nate, uh, Ring Skirts. I want to shout you out, man. I know that I am on a. Uh, a duty list. list. Is that what we're going to say? Yeah. And uh, we will get there, man. We will get to Food Fighters. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've had some great uh twitter conversations and facebook messenger conversations and you know guys like we we do this because we have fun talking about it but we also do it for for your guys's entertainment so thank you for the ones that do reach out and if uh, you're nervous or want to reach out don't be you know yeah shoot us a a dm on facebook twitter you know whatever both of us at the same time you know that's we, we do that with Hoker. We've got a group chat to where we, you know, throw things back and forth. You know, we're easy to get a hold of and we'll gladly, you know, hey, look what I found or this, that. So, you know, hit us up on your social media and uh, we'd love to talk to you. Well, one quick person I want to shout out. Uh, did you bring up Nate from Ring Skirts? I was looking at his Twitter account. I wasn't totally paying attention, but... I don't know if you. Yeah, you just told me I was on his list. Of oh, course, that's right. I brought that's up right. 
Now you're on the list because <laughs> you're not paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. So I, I wanted to bring up this uh, Twitter account because I, I don't know this guy personally, but it's at TMNT underscore Motu underscore RGB. He put out a tweet, and he um, it was very complimentary of our show. And I'm he put this is an excellent podcast for those who enjoy listening to toy news. What sets them apart is they also highlight vintage lines. Highly recommend a download, subscribe. Thank you. Thank like you. That's, like that's Thank exactly you. what our show is. We don't know him, but he takes the time to, to put out a tweet. Like that's what it's about, and that's what we're helping with each other. And um, you know, I always anytime I see a buddy do a podcast out, I always try to throw a like and a retweet, and uh, and stuff like that. I think helps more than people realize sometimes. So not and I, when I say to help out, not just our show, help out all your shows. If you're listening to a podcast and it's an independent podcast, um, let let your people know because. Um, that helps out everybody. So thank you very much for that. And um, and like you said, everyone you mentioned on the list, I, I humbly agree. I, I, I apologize if we left anyone out. One one guy I will shout out is Ethan Chambers always takes his time to, Ethan. Yep. He, to put something out um, on all the shows I do. I love that kid. He's just one of the best human beings I've ever met. And and I haven't even met him in I person, get, right? But, you know, just a right. great... I get some Snapchats from Ethan every once in a while. Yeah, just, we, just uh, a great human being. Love Ethan. And it, it, and you you hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm sorry that I, I missed a couple people, but it, it's, it's not meant to hurt anybody's feelings. It, it just is one of those things where it, the most recent stuff pops in your head and, yeah. you know, you roll with it. But... Uh, you know, thank you to, to all of you guys. Uh, you know, I'll run through the rest of them real quick. Uh, shout out to Jeff and Scott on the Fully Posable podcast. Who? Uh, they're, uh, Never heard of I them. think they're, they're kind of like the Mulkey Brothers of wrestling figures. So they're like the Saturday afternoon. Uh, so, excuse me, Sunday afternoon uh, release. So uh, go check those guys out. Who did they ever beat? Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing you off. I'm sorry, but no, we we love Jeff and Scott. We were just on fully posable. Great dudes. Um, I can't, I can't say enough good things about that. And also, shout out to Jeff. He just picked up his uh, TB Toy Cast shirt. Yes. Uh, that you know, and thank you guys for having us on. We had a great time. A uh, lot of laughs, a lot of belly laughs, a lot of uh, cheek hurting laughs, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Great time, you know, spoiler alert, you know, we've got some other things cooking with those boys for Definitely. for the future. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Shout out to uh, Drew and Caitlin Vinsel, Tales from the Estate. Uh, you know, the, the, their podcast just gets better and better and what's – and evolving and I am getting excited because they're – about to dive into parenthood, and I can only imagine the stories we are going to be hearing soon. So check them out, uh, foodies, music fans, like great show, quick listen, uh, and uh, you know nothing but love to those guys. Uh, last couple, uh, shout out to my buddies over at Star Joe's, uh, Ryan. Chuck uh, and John, and the last one is the Open Your Toys podcast uh, with Rock. They do a deep dive in 
all of your weekly toy news, have an audio and a YouTube channel. Go check them out and give them a listen, follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do on the platform. You all are smart. You, Just, you, 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 you found this podcast. You can find another one, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Google. Google's your friend. You know what's funny is that every time I post the link to this show or any other podcast I do, I always – I don't just post a picture. I always post the actual physical link. But realistically, like, come on. If you can't find a podcast, like, there's no helping you. It's kind of like on an, airplane, on an airplane they show you how to, how to buckle a seatbelt. Like, you don't right. need to be flying if you can't buckle a seatbelt. Like, come on. <laughs> right. That, At this point, get the You know, it's funny. When you go skydiving, um, you know what the last question is they ask you before you get certified in skydiving? I do not. Is, uh, are you capable of saving your own life? Well, I mean, my experience, <laughs> if, if that parachute doesn't open, that helmet's not going to do a lot of good. At this point, uh, that helmet's wearing you on the way down, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the, the point is, if you, if you can't go up there and pull your own chute, then you don't need to be jumping. Like if you can't True. try to save your own life, like don't go do it. So no, that's, like that's, they, that's a fair question. So yeah, that's uh, great stuff, man. So that's it for shout outs. Um, as, uh, here you go, Steve, you know, we, we may have a, you know, a new shirt soon, but uh, at the time of recording, uh, we're still running our t-shirt contest. Thank you. Yes. To everybody that has already bought a T-shirt, uh, we, October we've had 31, a few. That's the cutoff. Yes, which this might be pretty close to that. Um, it'll be it'll be relatively close. Um, I have to look on the calendar. It's hard to it's hard to know right off the top of my head. But I will right. say this: everyone that's bought a shirt, um, we appreciate that. Well, the plan is, at least right now, is we would like to roll out. We kind of want to keep the parody designs of toy lines. Um, I mean, we're already thinking Toxic Crusaders. We're already thinking Ninja Turtles. I think DC Superpowers would be incredible. Um, American Gladiators would be really fun. Uh, there's a lot of ideas. So we want to roll out a new shirt probably every quarter, I, th- I think, you know, which is, you know, I, I don't want to put up like 10 shirts at once, right? Because <laughs> right. no one can buy that many, but maybe once a quarter. So. If you pick up a shirt, just know that that money is going to roll into helping us do the next one, and yes. so on. So, um, and you know, trying to keep Jason Wolf busy over there. So that's that's the idea. We want to kind of kind of get a good collection of them going. I love working with Water Maneuver. I, I think the greatest thing in the world is the fact that. And, and Jeff actually texted me today because I told him thank you for buying a shirt, and he said I, I was going to buy it earlier, but I was going to wait till the new fully posable shirt, which went up, which is the fully f and posable, which is brilliant. Love it. He's like, that way I could buy them both together. And I'm like, absolutely. And I think that's another cool thing that um, people may not realize. Tales from the Estate. All these shows we're talking about. PPW, Doing the Favor, Fully Posable. You can buy all of our shirts on the same website, which is really, really fun. Breaker and Bane as well. My other show. And Bill Benis. I don't Wait. think he has a uh, What a Maneuver store, but he should. I, I, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, in the under Power Hour, isn't there a Bill Venus shirt in the Power Hour? He is on the G.I. Joe design, uh, getting blown out of an explosion, yes. 
So technically, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, there's a Power Hour store on there as well. And the and Bane has a store there, too. So lots of great stuff. I know uh, Ringside Rant has one. Dobro has a store. Um, GBM has a store. There's a lot of good stores there. So uh, check them out. Get you some, get you some swag. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much for checking out the TV Toy Cast. And we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.